one, two, three. This is my third time um, redoing the podcast. I'm trying to make it quicker because I respect your time. I understand people have things to do. So this particular podcast is all about Vegas, Las Vegas. I'm not giving you a history lesson. Look, y'all got other things to do. But I will throw this at you real quick. This is a way for you to win free stuff on Vegas. Four by six refrigerator magnets, completely free. And I do mean completely free, meaning that if you're local, you just pick it up. Or if you're not local, I'll just send it to you. Send it right to you, free of charge. That's what I mean by completely free. And these are literally refrigerated magnets, four by six images. Some of the things I haven't even like that anybody see, to be honest with you. Other things I have, but it's a variety of four by sixes. And God willing, I think I'm going to get other stuff geared towards the whole giveaway. Why am I giving away? It's a way of me supporting you because you supported me. Now, I'm going to give you three questions to answer. And the ones who get it right will get items sent to them. So, um, one question I know for sure I want you to do is, what year was Vegas discovered and who discovered Las Vegas, Nevada? When was Las Vegas an official city in the United States? It's really, it's, just look it up. That's question one. The other two questions, I don't even know what they're going to be. So don't have me explaining to you. I'll be sitting here lying, making up my mind, but mine not made up. But I know that's the first question. And next, um, this podcast is about the homeless situation. So I'm trying to stay geared on certain topics. And the third topic within this podcast is going to be about my next debut of my podcast is my research in my eight years of living era, how to save, how to keep your money in your pocket, guaranteed to keep your money in your pocket as much as possible, how to save money in your pocket, going to visit Sin City. Sin City is known for Hitting your ass up. How do I know? I lived it for eight years. I would know. When I say the word hitting, I don't mean someone actually hitting you. I mean, you go into Vegas because you want that what? Jackpot, right? I like to think you want to win, whatever the hell that means. I think it's a great way to like, people say don't even go into the casinos. I'm an optimistic person, meaning that I have this belief that some people are predestined to so-called win. Yeah. I believe that to a certain extent. The moment you are over, let's say you put 20 in and you win $100. The moment you are over, step away. Now, a lot of us don't know when to stop. That's the problem right there. If you're going for the $1,000 and it can't happen the first time you put your little bet in. But uh, make sure it's money that you can spare. But let me get off of what you should do with saving your money into my other project. So um, I had the opportunity to interview two people who are homeless and two people who work for the homeless at large in Las Vegas, Nevada, believe it or not. Regardless of the COVID-19 academic, it is still a problem. It is. 
I really wasn't aware of. I'm trying to stay focused on homelessness right now, and I'm almost done. So I wasn't really aware of how bad the homeless situation has gotten in this country. And I still call the United States the greatest country in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wasn't aware of how bad the problem had got until I seen a three-year-old little girl. Remember I said it's a, a problem across the country. I traveled across the country. I got stranded in L.A. for like an hour or two. Me and another guy. Because our bus is never arrived. Because everything canceled because of COVID-19. Everyone's so annoyed. And let me throw something at you too. If you are considering throwing your, not throwing, letting your kids go back to school, you might want to consider let them stay home. Why am I saying this? Because Georgia, nine students, oh God, that to me is heartbroken, heartbreaking. Nine students have the COVID-19 positive, tested positive in Georgia in the same exact school that actually show a, a close-up picture of a day in a life in high school, in this particular high school. It reminds me of any, I would call, um, any average high school. But this day, well, not one of them practiced today. No one practiced social distancing. It's all after the fact. No one had masks on. It's all after the fact. And then in my head, if nine people are affected, there's people who don't even have the symptoms walking around having it. It's a little scary, but it's real scary. And we don't want that shit to go up in our youth. That's how I'm seeing it. Like, it's one thing to go, and it's wrong for grown people to be killed. Don't get me wrong from this COVID-19. We don't want this to attack our kids. I'm just saying. You know, our teenagers, our kids, our little kids. I'm actually kind of glad that Jersey, New Jersey, made it to where I'm not working right now because I worked two years with school and let me get off of me in Jersey you know that's the state I live in but I'm not I'm actually glad to see cases like that in one school in one city in one state um it's in our backyard folks literally and we cannot do nothing but do the social distancing I could sit here and say they should do this and that and the other but those kids got parents. Let's keep it real for a minute. Those kids, teenagers, got parents, all of them. Every last one of them. So when they drop them off, and then not only is that, but they have grown people that work in the school, meaning that they should have made sure nobody came through that damn door without having those masks on. If you want to point fingers, I don't want to point at children. You blame the parents. You blame the people who socially raised them. That's how I'm able to see it. It's called take accountability. Yes, I get that. But you're going to tell me all of them choose to do the wrong thing? All of them choose to put themselves out there like that? All of them. No. And I'm not buying that at all. And yes, there's peer pressure. And kids probably felt like, you know, they want to be cool, yada, yada. But I like to think everybody's not feeling it like that to a point to where these possible life-taking events might happen within the nine nine people and plus more that's yet to be tested. So, huh. let's get back to Vegas. So I talk about the homelessness a lot because that's what I, that was the um, project that I took on. 
So I'm not really, really, really understanding how bad the homelessness was. I just know I went through it for three and a half, three, three years. And three Christian women bought me a ticket and got me out of Las Vegas, Nevada, from London, England, on the Strip of Vegas. I could talk about the negative all day, like housekeeping sucks, I'm just saying. I worked at Sahara, and it was hard for me, and it was hard work for me. Um, so, long story short, homelessness is still pretty bad. And my heart hurts when I see a three-year-old in East L.A., not too far from the Union Station, playing in rubble, literally leaving her tent to play with her toys, like a three-year-old does. And it shocked me. And then what shocked me even more was people's nasty attitude when I called social services and how I fought for this little girl fought for help for her and possibly her family. But they really let me know that it's up to her family to get her help. How do we know that little girl is not from sex trafficking? I ain't trying to be funny, but it's possible. On the West Coast, it's, it's possible anywhere. But on the West Coast, it's a very well-known fact that children are being kidnapped. Children are forced, forced into sex slavery, sex Human trafficking is another word for it. It's the, it's the same exact thing. 12 years old is the average age, if not younger. Younger, three years old is quite younger. Yeah, that should not be something that's happening, but it happens. I don't know how it happens, but when you have people who work in social services, instead of telling me, okay, that's not my child. They know it's not my child. I want just a tourist going through, catching the bus to get back to Las Vegas. And for them to come at me with different ways to make themselves look good and make it look like that little girl had no rights, let me know what type of fucked up individuals they are. I'm just calling the shit as it is. You call a duck a duck. The shoe fits, wear it. If I'm telling you about literally the location, how this girl look, what street, because they expected me not to know. And they got all shocked that I knew. Only reason I knew is because I actually took video of certain areas. I didn't go out there with little girls at because I think it's illegal for me to videotape someone else's child. Because that's someone else's child. I would have to get permission from the parents. Um, and I didn't even know how to help in that situation. But I kept praying and kept asking and God kept revealing certain things. This little girl has been in this situation for a long time. And um, it was too obvious how she was so easy to play. Where there's people walking around looking like zombies, pushing their grocery carts full of their house stuff to put back into their tent or to put some more into their tent, whichever way. It's just in the clothes hanging off their bodies and, and holes in their clothes and, and their, their skin is filthy. And their hair is on top of their head, not done. You know, everything you see of a homeless community that's, well, sad and heartbreaking. But this was her, this is her neighborhood. This is her community. This is her childhood. Growing up in Skid Row, a city within a city. I pray that she gets the help she needs because a person from out of town, they're not too easy to hear from me because they're kind of hearing the tone in my voice. The tone is, what the fuck? She's three years old. 
Why are y'all letting this shit happen? What the fuck? This is your state. Take care of this problem. What the fuck? What's wrong with her fucking parents? Hmm. This is the real tone. They hear it. That's why they came at me nasty. See, this is the thing. When some people come at you the wrong way, it's because they understand where you're coming from. Maybe. Maybe. I am literally saying, why is this child abandoned? Why is this child not being taken care of? And being that she is so young, I hate to say it, if her parents don't want to be parents, someone else will be. And people who actually got income, who actually have enough income to where they can support that child. Something that the parents are refusing to do. And then they're also hearing another undertone. The other undertone that I'm not saying is, this is the money cow. Meaning, I'm not child, calling that child a cow, but the state is only going to fund those parents so much. When they have that little girl, they got funding. When they don't have her, they ain't got the funding. You see how that goes? But they get to taking the money and doing whatever they want with it. Instead of making the choice to curse their own child, making the choice to put her knees at the back burner, making the choice to continue this. It's sad and it's really vicious and evil. And this three-year-old little girl going to have to go through this. Why? I don't know. If they didn't want to say, oh, don't break it to family. They're doing that shit all on their own. But not taking care of this little girl. But let me get off this little girl because that broke my heart to see a three-year-old little girl. A baby. A baby. Three-year-olds to me is a baby. Toddler-like. Not too far from being a toddler, right? Terrible threes is what they say. But I noticed at three, this is what this little girl's enduring. So let's get off of that. Let's get back to Vegas. So... It was very humbling to talk to other homeless people who actually came up and hugged me, who actually embraced me, told me their story, their survival story, and how they got off the streets, and how some are still on the streets right now. Some who are getting beat and tormented by the public, it stands, from being homeless. It's a life-risky situation. This is why I so... Besides the fact that she's a little girl, that California and those in Cali who, including the police officer who I spoke to, he was actually friendly to me, but the butt is, he made it like it's not my problem. You contact and advocate for this little girl. And that's what I did. I showed the uh, email to one one and um, I sent three letters, emails, and they contacted me on the third one. And, um... Yeah, so they're supposed to go out and try to rescue this little girl. But I don't know how far they're going to take it. Like I said, she's not my daughter, but at the same time, that's to stop me from loving her. That's to stop me from protecting her. That type of love that will protect you. That's the love and affection you do want from people. And I just pray for her well-being. So I'm doing giveaways. I'm talking about homelessness in, in Vegas and across the country. And I also got to help out someone else. A few people who are homeless or not homeless because of my willingness to sacrifice to help them out, to advocate for them, as well as this little girl that I'm hoping the best for. Let me get off all that. Let's get back to you. So, ding, 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 get back to the free. Doing a competition, 
put some questions up and I expect you to answer them and yeah <laughs> so after this podcast besides me oh yeah I'm doing a podcast about how to keep your money when it comes down to Vegas podcast show and I'm going to tell you actual facts that you can actually check out for yourself that um you'll be able to implement if you're planning a trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. So y'all be careful out there with COVID-19, meaning people act, and I'm going to tell you what pisses me off. People act like you're about to go to your early grave when you're going to travel. That's bullshit. Excuse me. If that's the case, I'll be dead right now. If that's the case, I know at least several people that travel outside of their state. And they're completely 100% A-OK. Not to say you should keep on doing it, but I'm just saying, like, people need to live their damn life. But y'all be careful with y'all kids. I can't tell you how to be careful with y'all kids. I'm only advising it. Okay? Because I would hate to hear more stories. And a part of me think I'm going to hear more stories the more kids are going back to school and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to hear more stories. Because... I'm not going to say because teenagers going to be teenagers going to be reckless. No. And kids going to be kids reckless. No. Parents need to look at it this way. And this just a thought. Society have a lot of sickness within it. I'm just calling the shit as it is. Society itself, way before COVID-19, had a lot of sickness in it. And not just viruses and this and that and the other. We have, yes, I hate to go there. Because it's an uncomfortable subject. But um, terrorists still exist in this country, in the United States. And they go after public gatherings. So we're talking about the school on purpose because that's one of the places they go. Now, being that it's less people, it's less of a threat to less people. But therefore, it's still a threat. There's a lot of other reasons why you should not send your kids to school and you cannot see COVID-19. You can only hear symptoms and there's some people who have it and don't have any symptoms at all. Kind of scary but it's an actual fact. So what are you going to do when you travel? How are you going to choose to travel? I'm going to try to go to states that literally have no cases at all. I heard that West Virginia is one of them. That's one of the places I ought to go to finish my research and documentary on my family, on the love heritage, that's another subject, but the homeless community. So let me ask you a real question. Within the homeless community, what do you think you can do? People are so afraid to give their money out, by the way. People are, I would think they're more afraid of giving their time and their attention to to give their give a damn away (laughs) than money. They're more afraid to care. That's my experience with people who are supposed to help the homeless, with people who are supposed to care are not there. Matter of fact, there are few in between. Me receiving that ticket and getting out of Las Vegas, to me, was a miracle. Three Christian women for three years in tears and pain and strain that I went through that the state could not provide and help me. Oh, yeah, I was on the housing list. I was on there for four years. There's a problem with that. I know plenty of people that get 
pushed to the front because they have some type of illness. They're so extreme. Like, I'm not going to say different illnesses, but certain illnesses that are terminal. I'm not going to say their names, and that and the other, but that's the state's rule, and they should make them priority. Okay? They should be taken care of quickly. But I know people that waited two years, two years with terminal issues. And he waited two years with strokes, consistent strokes. And the man survived all those stroke issues. And that's one of the people that I interviewed on my um, on this information documentary that I created about the homeless in Las Vegas, Nevada. But I was so honored that they were so kind to me. Juan and Ryan, those are the staff that I got to go back to the shelter where I used to stay and actually interview them. It was something that um, blessed my heart. And then I got to help the homeless in between that. And that blessed my heart, period. There was a homeless little girl in L.A. that I wasn't too happy to see three years old out there. And the system sucks because it's overcrowded. Therefore, they don't even, some of them don't get off their ass and take care of business. I spoke to a few people. And the last person I spoke to was more concerned about making herself look good. Because she ain't doing shit. That's the problem. They want to treat kids like less than people. And especially, I'm going to go there and say that. The woman is not a black woman. We usually, we sound black, I think some of us do. And some of us don't. But, um, little girl wasn't a little black, I mean, it's a, little, it's a black girl, okay? So sometimes I feel like people have less feeling for kids that are not their nationality. And I hate to say that because to me, I would think a kid is a kid, you know? Like, I've heard racist people embrace kids, black children, because they're children. You see, it's that love and that understanding and that happiness that you get when you see a kid. At least that's what I feel. And it doesn't matter what color they are. At least that's my perception. But some people are so messed up. They got a disagreement with children who being black, they have less empathy. That's the word I'm looking for. For children who don't look like them. You think people are set that sadistic, but unfortunately they are. It's really easy to have a perception about the United States of America when you don't, if you don't fit in, they are like not, they lack empathy because they're messed up. And I've spoke to people more than once who are not of African-American heritage who rather say, oh, that's not my problem. And I'm shocked to hear them say that. And this is in their state, and they have the authority to help this little girl that I've seen, precious little girl that I've seen, life that mattered to me that I've seen. I've seen all that within two minutes of passing this little girl by. And she changed my heart because it allowed me to see there are kids that are homeless. She's the first one to show me that. I wasn't really thinking about that. That's not something that was on my radar. Radar. My radar was really abused women, because that's where I came from. That's one of the reasons why I was homeless. Um, people who slipped through the cracks. But it was not a three-year-old little girl I was looking for. I was not. That was not something. 
I was trying to experience. You know, there's some things you don't want to experience. Like, I see poor, like, pictures of little kids in Somalia and everything else. I'm sure you have, too. But to see one in the United States of America, that's a disgrace. And so the undertone with me was, when I was speaking to the case managers, I was making it known that this is going on and what I've seen and what street and what area I was at specifically just to get a reaction. And the reaction I got from, I would say, if I would take four case managers, I spoke to five of them, by the way. Out of five, out of five, only one spoke to me in a manner that was respective, that was... Not only respective, but it was proactive for this little girl to get help. And that's like the benefit. It took like five case managers. You don't like, I really mean what I say. Meaning that four of them was on the phone. One of them, I contact by email and they called, they, I left my address, my phone number, and anything they needed to get in contact with me. You see, I'm gunning for this little girl and she ain't even mine. And I keep telling myself, oh, she's not mine, so I should not feel this way. What? How can I not love a little kid? And to me, kids are easy to love. They're easier to love versus us, adults who do worse and know better. Not saying all of us are like that, but too many are in between. Okay? So the point of, and I don't feel a threat with a child. I feel a threat with adults. I'm just saying, like, my perception of right and wrong. And, um... Even if they say something smart, if they're saying the truth, how are they wrong? You know, some people don't like the truth, especially when they're doing a whole bunch of shit that is wrong. But um, let me get away from all that. Because I'm trying to stay focused on the homeless. So I am going to give away some stuff that I have set aside just for the four days in Las Vegas group. Y'all know who y'all are. And invite your friends to come. This is going to guarantee it's going to happen this week. And I would like to see you there. So one question I will ask you is, how did Vegas become a state? Not, not, I don't want to just say how. I want to say what year was Vegas officially a city? Let's see who's the first person to put out the answer for that. I'm going to give y'all away the answer. Look at me. Just giving stuff away. Well, I'm going to tell you how to get it. You get the answer from Wikipedia. That's one way. Now, some of y'all like to read, and that's fine, because a lot of us can learn from video. Meaning that it's such a thing called drunken history. Look that up. Look up drunken history. It's definitely on YouTube. You look it up, it's funny, and it gives actual facts about Las Vegas. So there's two factors in Vegas that is explained. The gear and who discovered Las Vegas and why is Las Vegas called Clark County? It's actually three factors in there. So I just told you an answer Clark County. And why is it who is the person? Who is Clark County? Who is Clark? Okay. And yada yada yada. I can't tell you nothing more. But if you can take three of those facts, I just gave you one now. Clark, who is Clark and why is Vegas called Clark County? I'm just basically saying all over again, who is Clark? So long story short, find out who Clark is. <laughs> Why Clark County is a part of Las Vegas. 
just just find out who Clark is. Just stick with that answer, okay? And um, like I said, Drunken History and Wikipedia are two places you can check. Then also, you point out what year. Those are two questions. And the third question is going to be something that I haven't even made up yet, that I know is a fun fact about Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm going to make it simple. I promise you that because I want this game to be fun. I want to make it simple and fun at the same time. Imagine that. So let's, let's get it together and win free stuff. This has been a how to win free stuff about Las Vegas, Nevada, and be ready for my next project that I'm doing about how to keep your money, keep more money in your pocket, guaranteed in Las Vegas. Over and out.